on this second Sunday in Advent, and on this second Sunday in Advent, we continue our preparations for the arrival of Christ Jesus, who will come again, just as he came as a baby born in Bethlehem. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm, and just a couple of announcements this morning before we begin our worship service. We celebrate Holy Communion today as we do on the first and third Sundays of the month. And all those who are with us today in the church parking lot for our drive-in worship will have prepackaged communion elements and bulletins brought to their car before the service begins. And those who are worshiping from home who would like to commune on communion Sundays, you're invited to prepare your own communion elements bread or cracker, wine or juice, and prepare them at home before the communion liturgy now, today. And following the Lord's Prayer and the words of institution in our worship service today, I will invite all of our worshipers to commune. Please note the scalloped potato dinner that is coming up, the takeout dinner, on December 16th. That's a Wednesday, December 16th from 4 to 7. And pre-orders are due this Wednesday, the 9th. And so we ask that you make a pre-order to Carol by calling her or by email to Jen. And you also can leave a message on the Facebook page for United Lutheran Church. Thank you for all who have offered to help with baking pies, and at this time there is still a need for those who would like to bake apple pies to support the scalloped potato dinner. Thank you for your help with that. As we worship today, we welcome those who join us by Facebook Live and by our drive-in radio service and by phone-in and by streaming. We thank you for worshiping with us here at United Lutheran Church today on this second Sunday of Advent. We hear today the voices of the prophets, Isaiah and John the Baptist, calling us to recognize God's grace and to reorder our lives around this impending reality that God is coming. The words of the hymn focus our hearts on the coming of Christ. We hail you as our Savior, Lord, our refuge and our great reward. Without your grace, we waste away like flowers that wither and decay. Let us prepare our hearts now to worship, centering our hearts in God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, welcome to worship as beloved people of God. I invite you to join in the words of confession and forgiveness. We confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in newness of life. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And now hear 
the word of promise. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in you. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our Advent wreath has been lit for us today, and we have the responsive prayer, People of God, be glad. Your God delights in you, giving you joy for sadness and turning the dark to light. Be strong in hope, therefore, for your God comes to save. You are God's children. Lord, turn our despair to hope through the love of Christ. Amen. Our psalm of praise today from Psalm number 85. I will listen to what the Lord God is saying. For you speak peace to your faithful people and to those who turn their hearts to you. Truly, your salvation is very near to those who fear you, that your glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Faithfulness shall spring up from the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Righteousness shall go before the Lord, and shall prepare for God a pathway. Let us pray. Stir up our hearts, Lord God, to prepare the way of your only Son. By his coming, strengthen us to serve you with purified lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first scripture reading today comes from Isaiah, chapter 40. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry out. And I said, What shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. 
His reward is with him, his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Here ends the reading. The Holy Gospel today comes from St. Mark, the first chapter. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Seminary teacher Mark Powell says these opening verses in Mark's Gospel, signaling the new era of God's kingdom moving into our lives in Jesus might be better understood if we picture that childhood game hide and seek where everyone hides and tries not to get caught but eventually when the game goes as it should everyone gets found because what's fun about hide and seek is getting found no one wants to be in hiding and be forgotten lost to the game, going on without you. Everybody likes to be found. During Advent, we are reminded that God is coming to find us. And when John the Baptist shouts, prepare the way of the Lord, it is as though God has just called out, ready or not, here I come. John the Baptist is God's messenger preparing the way for God's coming in Jesus, the Savior of the world. And John shows up out in the desert of Judea. His clothing is made out of camel's hair and animal leather. His diet is made up of grasshoppers and wild honey. John the Baptist looks like Elijah, that great old prophet, the Bible prophet Malachi said would be the key key person at the turning of the age, the dawn of a new era, the messianic age would come. And the most important Bible verses for understanding John the Baptist come from another prophet, Isaiah, our first reading today. The Bible passage announces God's intention to visit God's people. It's important to notice that God does not say, tell the people to get ready, and when they're ready, I will come. No, God says, prepare the way I am coming to my people, whether they are ready or not. No matter how long they have been hiding or how lost they are, I am coming to find them. That's God's word. 
But notice also the prophet Isaiah is not so sure about bringing this message of God's impending coming. The prophet puts it this way in verse 6. While all the people are grass, their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. The people are like grass. That word constancy, Hebrew word hesed, meaning steadfastness, faithfulness. In other words, the people's ability to be faithful in their relationship waiting for God is like grass that withers and turns brown, especially as we know this time of year at the end of the season. The bottom line of the prophet's message, however, is that no matter how unfaithful or how dried up and lost that people are, God is going to come to find them, to meet them like the young pastor who was making his first ever visit to Washington, D.C. for a pastor's convention. And not being familiar with the city, he used a tourist map of Washington, D.C. to figure out his own directions. The city was rather confusing for him, but he was confident he had a bead on this particular museum he wanted to see before the meeting started. So he hurried down the street. But as I walked, he said, I became aware of a short African-American man walking beside me, right beside me, close. The traffic was so loud, though, I couldn't hear what he was saying to me, so I walked faster to avoid this stranger in ragged clothes. Soon, however, I reached a busy street corner and had to stop. And at that moment, this short man stepped in front of me and put his hand on my arm, and now I had no choice. I had to hear what he had to say. Young man, he said to me, I don't know where you are going, but I can assure you that this is the wrong way. You are headed into the wrong part of Washington, D.C., and you are putting your life at risk. Turn around now and go back. I had ignored this shabbily dressed man, but suddenly he was precious to me. John the Baptist is that messenger who steps in front of us just when we think we are managing to direct our own lives just fine and have no need of anyone telling us we have chosen a risky or hazardous way. The prophet Isaiah compares our choice-making tendencies to be like sheep, as we read in chapter 53. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way. What strikes me about John the Baptist is the way in which he met people who were, as one of them, he himself, John the Baptist, was like one of the sheep along with them out in the wilderness, caring for them, every person, as one of them, As we heard, all the people of Jerusalem, all the people of Jerusalem were going out to the wilderness to be baptized by John, and he was honest with them about his own unworthiness, that he was not worthy to step and stoop down and untie the sandals of Jesus. John the Baptist was speaking a message of repentance, calling people to turn around. There must have been something deeply gracious in John's outreach, though, that he saw in every person this a person of worth so that they went out into the wilderness in droves 
sensing there was this acceptance in spite of what was unacceptable in their lives. They sensed God's love in the message of John the Baptist, who was calling out forcefully but with humility, and this sense of solidarity, pointing everyone to Jesus who would baptize with the Holy Spirit. Jesus would usher in the new age, a kingdom based on the reliability of God's love, where faithfulness takes the place of fading fidelity, where forgiveness heals brokenness, where self-giving overcomes selfishness. The love of Jesus is steadfast, ready to suffer and sacrifice for the world. A love that will do whatever it takes to find each one of us and save us. John the Baptist is the messenger sent by God to prepare this new era of salvation that comes into our lives in Jesus. And Jesus Christ will be the loving good shepherd who will fulfill the prophet Isaiah's words. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Jesus will be this kind of shepherd who searches for sinners, those cut off and separated, even if it is only that one sheep out of a hundred in the wilderness, as he described in his parable that we read in Luke 15. Jesus will risk his life, will give his life, entering the wilderness to find every last one of us. I was reminded of that way of Jesus by Liz, a recovering alcoholic who has a music ministry visiting prisons and helping lead worship music in the prison. Between songs, she likes to talk faith, and she says, God has called her to do this. What she has heard God say to her is, You love them, I'll judge them. This is the way she prepares for the coming of the Lord, by visiting prisons, singing to the inmates about God's love in Jesus for them. God is coming to find us and desires to find everyone so that no one is lost or left out. Are there people around our community who have been written off as lost? Maybe they seem lost to us because of something they have done or something they have done to us. In this polarized time, that we live in, even people who think differently are finding themselves pitted against one another? How might we meet them where they are without judging them on a common wilderness journey where we are in solidarity with them, where we reflect the kingdom of love come in Jesus Christ with humility and mercy who lived and died and rose again that we and every person might know that they are loved always by God. Brian McLaren wrote some words recently that I appreciated. Where we don't develop hostility or hatred for enemies or competitors, but love them and do to them not as they have done to you, but as you wish they would do to you. Isn't this what we learn from John the Baptist today? John the Baptist brought people together 
with a vision of getting all their lives ready so that nothing would stand in the way of the Lord's coming. For God so loved the world that Jesus was born for all of us. In the words of the hymn, On Jordan's bank the Baptist cry announces that the Lord is nigh. Awake and hearken, for he brings glad tidings of the King of kings. Then cleanse be every life from sin, make straight the way for God within. And let us all, our hearts prepare, for Christ to come and enter there. Amen. I invite you to join as we confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On a third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, for all people according to their needs. And I begin today with a prayer originating from Nicaragua. Lord, may your kingdom reign of love come soon to those who face hostility, to the weeping, to those who thirst for justice, to those who have waited centuries for a truly human life. Grant us patience to smooth the way on which your kingdom comes to us. Grant us hope that we may not weary in proclaiming and working for it, despite so many conflicts, threats, and shortcomings. Grant us clear vision that in the hour of our history we may see the horizon and know the way on which your kingdom comes to us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, grant your grace and mercy to all in this challenging season, especially to those who have little to celebrate. We pray for the homeless, the hungry, the unemployed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, we pray for peace in our world, in our country, in our community, in our families. We pray for peace, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Teach us, O oh God, how to love those with whom we differ. Show us the way to end discrimination and prejudice. We pray for all of our political parties that they may find common ground in caring for your people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Oh God, you are our peace and our strength, and we pray for our loved ones, our community, our nation, our world, in this time of coronavirus. Protect the most vulnerable among us, especially all who are currently sick or in isolation. Grant wisdom, patience, stamina, and clarity to healthcare workers especially as their work caring for others puts them at great risk. Strengthen essential workers. Provide for the poor and vulnerable and any who are out of work or facing financial hardship. 
Guide us as we consider how best to respond in our own families and congregations and workplaces and in the community. Give us courage to face these days not with fear, but with compassion, concern, acts of kindness and service, trusting that you abide with us always. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray today, too, for all who grieve the loss of loved ones. We pray for the family and loved ones of Bonnie Miller. Comfort them and bring them hope in this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And for all who are sick or suffering in any way, especially Colleen, Songhee, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Sandy, Perry, Sally, Bud, Yeri, Adele, John. Grant them healing grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Risen Lord Jesus, you went ahead of us to the grave. You defeated the powers of sin and death and the evil one. And even as we remember those who have died, who are most dear to us, inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope. Of that day, we'll be reunited with those who have gone before us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And now we pray the Lord, prayer the Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And those of you who are joining us at our drive-in service, you know that I got a little out of order there, in the order of service. And we will uh, pray our Lord's Prayer a little earlier in the service than we would have otherwise. At this time, the gathering of gifts... We want to thank all of you for your faithfulness in giving during this time. Thank you for your support of United Lutheran Church and the ministry we do together in Jesus' name here. Thank you for all the ways you have been faithful in your stewardship and the gifts that God has entrusted to you. And now, as we consider all those gifts that God has given to us, we celebrate Holy Communion today. We begin with the Eucharistic prayer. The night which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and we had given thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. We had given thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. The body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. You may commune at this time. Body 
blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you now and keep you in his grace. Amen. We give you thanks, Almighty God. You have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you, in fervent love toward one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.